Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another episode of Southside Rabbi. You're, you're, and across from me. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Let me just give a, uh, before I start talking about this brother across from me, let us just pause and give a moment of pregnant, like a pregnant pause, a moment of silence to just respect uh, this man's genius and brilliance. I'm not being quiet, bro. That's enough. I refuse. Okay. This person across from me, listen, man. There's an, a biographer named Walter Isaacson okay. that came out with a great, great biography on Steve Jobs. It's probably the, the definitive biography that you should read on a, a, a genius like Steve Jobs. Walter Isaacson is a journalist who has mastered writing biographies about geniuses. What? So the first one he did is of Steve Jobs. Amazing. If you don't have it, I beseech thee, my dear brother and sister, to go out and get it. If you really are interested in like Apple, Steve Jobs, want to know about the genius behind Apple, he goes deep, deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And so it's really good. Walter Isaacson just released a new book about another genius, and his name is Elon Musk. Mm. That book has gotten a lot of criticism. Because some people feel like he uh, went too soft on Elon Musk. Some other people feel like he was too harsh on Elon Musk. But what he did is he went undercover with Elon Musk for two years. And he was invited to all of the meetings. All of the, He had un, unfiltered access to Elon and his crew. And uh-huh. he said that I am here uh-huh. to uh, to just be a camera, essentially. So he doesn't really like to give his own opinion. He just reports what he what sees, right? Yes. Um, documents what he sees. And so that that I was actually just listening to the interview from Kara Swisher. Who shout out to Kara Swisher? She's an amazing interviewee or mm. interviewer. Uh, uh, interviewing Walter Isaacson about that book because she wanted to press him on all of the ways that he wasn't. Um, truthful about Elon Musk she felt but mm. she says that uh, Walter Isaacson is a great friend of hers and, and a phenomenal journalist mm. then Walter Isaacson was considering doing a third book what 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 Walter Isaacson said listen I have done the genius the, the, the genius of Steve Jobs I have done the genius of Elon Musk now it's time to do the genius of Kevin Elijah Burgess what Walter Isaacson came here for three months. <laughs> and he concluded in that three months, after the first month, really, he called me. He said, look, man, I mean, I, first of all, oh, I have no. to just say, wow. <laughs> Secondly, I just want to say, I have been doing this for 30 plus years and I have never in my life come across a man with so much genius oh my God. that I feel like I should pack my bags and just go back home because I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I, I said, listen, Walter, just hang in there for a few more months. What? And after three months, Walter Isaacson came to, Isaac, he, Isaacson came to me and said, I can't do this. It's too much genius. 
and he said, for me to, 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 to he asked, too he much asked how could I describe the biography of someone who is as ineffable as Kevin Elijah wow. Burgess? So he said, you know what, brother? I am sorry. Number one, I was honored to be here. <laughs> Grown tremendously a bunch. And, 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 and I also want to just take my hat off to you all. For allowing oh. me to be in the orbit of such a man named Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove Burgess. And he just said, I can't, I'm not going to do the biography. I'm just not good enough. He gave up. And oh. that, ladies and gentlemen, that is when I recognized, I said, if Walter Isaacson can't do it, who can? Wow. That was so amazing, I just want to let you all know that the genius of the man that is, that is sitting across from me, wow. the way that it radiates Wow. Um, is, is, is something that you cannot really describe unless you experience it yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about nothing other. If, 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 if there was a residency in heaven, he would, he would preach it <laughs> for seven years straight because it's the numbers of, number of completion. The number of completion, and then it'd be done. And so I just want to say... Kevin, Elijah, Smooth and Groove, Burgess, everybody, welcome my man to the show. Wow. True theologian for real. Don't leave your Bible around him because he will exposit and exegete the text, uh -huh. plant it inside your cerebral cortex, and send you about your holy, merry way. Oh my goodness, bro. What, Ladies and gentlemen. What am I supposed to, I'm supposed to just take that? I'm supposed to just sit here and receive that? <laughs> like, I don't, the Just receive it, brother. What an audacious encouragement. <laughs> Uh, well, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to try to top that. I'm just going to say, you know, uh, it's, it's always, uh, it's always humbling to, to sit beside you, uh, across from you. Um, in, in, in my estimation, I should be, uh, cleaning your feet, uh, like, uh, Jesus did for the disciples. Uh, I think that's one ways one of the ways that I can be like Jesus, uh, is recognize that, uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. greatness is in humility, bro. Humility is greatness, okay? Right. So, I am only great because I am constantly humbled by you. Okay, okay. So, if I am great, if, you, if, if people think KB is great, it is only because I have spent 15 years in the shadow of this man <laughs> around, I mean, across the table from no, me. No, And humility is my, it, it, is, it is my bread. It is my butter. <laughs> it, it is, is my, the life it I is live. My life. It is my lot in life. And I and I and I embrace and I embrace it because I am I am I'm great <sighs> in the kingdom because of you, brother. You know I I'm also thinking now about how uh, there's a, a comedian who's in a lot of trouble right now. Oh, I pray for grace for him. Um, but uh, Chris Rock. Uh huh. Uh, he uh he had a special where he was talking about the levels of celebrity right. in the industry. Yeah. And he said, I am about. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, put it in my own words. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm about six feet away famous. Meaning, you got to get about six feet away from me and be like, oh, that's Chris Rock. Oh, okay. He said, some people, like say Barack Obama, they're like 30 feet away. Yeah. Like you are across the street, yeah. up the block. Right. That's Barack Obama. Exactly. Uh, he talked about Oprah. Oprah is 50 feet away. Okay, like that is Oprah Oprah That's Winfrey. That's, that means KB is 200 feet away, <laughs> famous. That, I, that's, I was just thinking, I was like tallying it up like Oprah, you Chris, Chris, Chris Rock. <laughs> so that means KB has to be at least 200 feet. 
That's why when Walter Isaacson called me, he said, Bro, you know, Amin. He said he was tallying it up in he, his mind is uh, doing the I math. I was like, okay, so if Oprah is 50, <laughs> KB has to be 200. That's why when Walter Isaacson called me last, he said, Amin, I only, the, 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 the thing no, about no, no, geniuses no, 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 is that no, they no, say, no. I only asked if I could, I didn't ask if I should. That's oh. what he said. And then he said, I don't think I should I write this biography. Up, no, I give up. I give up, bro. You win. Okay. I'm great right now. I'm crying. Like, if you, you, can't, if you can't see my face, tears are falling. <laughs> I'm just great in the kingdom of God. Okay. My little old trying to put two cells no, but together you just, you and put make the a numbers, thought. You just put the numbers in, no, in, in, in perspective gosh, for me. Bro. I was like, Oprah, please. Chris Rock. Please, Six. bro. I remember we did, I did an intro of you uh, uh-huh. in our last season. Where I talked about how somebody called you up to introduce someone else. Right. Like, <laughs> that was really good, bro. I did not know how to respond if you to that one. you not heard that one, that go, was I don't like, know what episode it KB's was. KB's greatest hits right yeah, there, bro. Hey, I can't follow that mug. I'm never going to talk that. That mug was hilarious. How funny would that be that someone says, hey, man, I'm just here to introduce the guest speaker. And the introduction is so good. So profound. And they cancel his speaking. The guest, the guest speaker, along with the staff, asks you to stay up there. And the guest speaker slides you his notes. And if it's a script, like if it's a passage, you say, hey, I don't need these. What passage is it? First Corinthians 3-2? Don't worry about it. You just start here. preaching this man's own message <laughs> for him. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sorry, brothers and sisters, for my failure. No. Uh, but there is... Life in loss. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but we are here back another episode of Southside Rabbi Meansy. Mm-hmm. We're having a rapid fire conversation today. We are. Uh, what are we talking about first? So I think that one of the things that we were talking about off camera um, that y'all didn't get to hear is we were talking about a uh, podcast that we are listening to. Yes. And uh, it's a podcast about Michael Jackson. Yep. And done by uh, Wondery Wondery called Think Twice. Shout out to Wondery for always doing great uh, podcasts, honestly. And if y'all want to hit us with a check, we will not auger with you. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things that we might do. Auger is not one of them, bro. I ain't auger. We ain't going to auger with you. There'll be no auger. We ain't going to auger with you. Uh, So... They did a podcast talking about Michael Jackson's life. It's very good. They detailed his life all the way from like childhood to when he became the king of pop. Right. Um, it's a very honest look at Michael Jackson. Very honest look yeah. at Michael Jackson. That's 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 the the, that's the a great way to put it. It's yeah. a very honest look at Michael Jackson, the darkness and the light. Right. Um, and I think that one of the things that we do know um, is that with Michael Jackson, there has been a lot of debate. Like yes. there's been people on both sides. People that said, I think he did, he was, you know, a pedophile. People that says, no, he's getting set up by the system. They yep. don't, you know, he owned too much. He yeah, owned yeah. All, all of these rights yeah. to this music. He had yeah. this deal with Sony. Yep. They're trying to strip him. Kind of the same stuff they kind of said about Bill Cosby. Yep. Said Bill Cosby was definitely putting quaaludes in those people's drink. Yes. Um, but uh, there's a lot of debate about the Michael Jackson piece. Um, and one of the things that KB said to me when we were talking about the documentary is he was talking to a pastor, a, a pastor that we know named Pastor Tone out in Philly. Shout out Pastor Tone. Pastor T. And he was talking about um, that we let our visions 
get clouded or we get blinded by a person's celebrity. That's right. So they're, we're not able, yeah, by their status. So we're not able to look at a situation as objectively as we should because right. we have bias because right. of their status. That's right. And then he said, if you take all of the stuff that you know about Michael Jackson yes. and you imagine that this person was your uncle, like yes. your uncle Ricky. Yes. Or, you know, your uncle Brad. Right. Or whatever. And you found out that your uncle Brad, let's say that he was a a, 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 a hedge fund manager. He had all this money. Yes. And Uncle Brad said, I am going to build a home that is tailored towards children. Yes. But it's not going to be a children's business not like a children. daycare. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's not going to be towards my Your own children. children. It's going to be towards random children. <laughs> yes. um, that are fans of my hedge that fund. Are <laughs> whose parents invest in my hedge fund. Yes. Um, I think that people would have some questions. Yes. And not only that, I think that if you knew that Uncle Bobby was very awkward around adults, but he lit up around children, yes. you would have some questions? Yes, yes. Um, and I think that if you knew that Uncle Bobby was flying, flew and flying the kids out, Flew'd kids was getting flewed out. out. Yep. Um, Just flew them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would have some questions? Sure. Uh, and I think that if your Uncle Bobby walked around saying that he was Peter Pan, yes, I think that you would have some questions. If Uncle Bobby had magazines all around his estate of... Semi-naked boys. Yeah. As Michael Jackson did. Yeah. You would ask. You would be like, well, I notice isn't illegal. Right. But it's not nothing. It's not nothing. That's our that's our that's one of our favorite quotes. Yes. We don't know what it is, yes. but we know that it's not it's nothing. Not nothing. Something is here. Yes. Something's off. Something's off. Yes. And I think that and and Pastor Tom was actually making the uh the point in reference to how we look at Spiritual leaders. I we look at our own pastors often. At that uh, this phenomenon, in my estimation, is consistent with the human condition. Right. We saw this with Israel. Mm -hmm. When they were picking uh, a king, uh, they had a king in Yahweh, but yep. they wanted... We want to be like the other nations. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We look at the neighbors. Man, the neighbors got a nice little lanai. There's a pool here. And here we are just drinking the living water. Right. I want, I want to jump in some real water, like our friends. You know what I'm saying? So Israel's like, we would like, the children of Israel, we would like to put a man in place. And what right. kind of things were they looking for? Yep. A man that was tall. Yep. Handsome. Good looking. Yep. Looked strong. Looked like he could fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Could lead an army. Right. All the kinds of things that are consistent with how we navigate the world. If things look like they could be successful, they look attractive, mm. they, 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 they got the, the optics that you want to see in the, the folks you want to get behind them. If those things are there, then we can perhaps give our support to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although height, uh, ability to fight... Uh, hence, uh, the, the way, looking good or not, mm -hmm. have nothing to do with good leadership at all. Zero. Not even a little bit. Right. I think that's a part of the genius of our God in uh, in the the nature of the incarnation. I was, I was going to, yeah. Jesus walked this world. The scripture made a point yeah. that he was not- A man to be desired. A man to be de desired via your eyes. Right. You would look at him and walk past him and not see glory. Yep. You would see a regular dude. Yep. That, that, that flies in the face of how we, we pick leaders, bro. Yeah. Who we pick, who we select for the folks that we want to come in and solve stuff for us. Right. We're looking for charisma. 
We're, we're looking for for energy. We're looking for somebody that can light up the world, right. light up the room. I'm right. sorry, right. life of the party. Right. Uh, if they are good looking, they had a background to play some professional mm-hmm. uh, sport. They were really good at high in, in, in high school at some mm-hmm. particular athletic you know pursuit. Right. These are the people that we lean towards, and we always have. This yeah. is not the invention of Americanism. Yeah. That, that gave us this this kind of vapid, uh, uh, you know, uh, surface level. Um, Discernment mm-hmm. when it comes to who we want to lead us. Yeah, this has been who we have been from the fall. Bro. Yes, we, absolutely. We are absolutely clouded by the status of who we see in front of us. Yeah, bro. and then it plays itself it's itself out in all kinds many of different ways. ways. Yeah. Before we even get to the church, this is what we see happening as well in culture, bro. Yeah. You think about the ways. I think take Drake for example, who we have to. If, if you want to talk about Drake being the greatest hip-hop artist of all time, uh, I think there's a, a solid argument to be made for that. Absolutely. The, the, Drake, the, 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 the Drake is a problem of industry. Absolutely. Right? Uh, but think about the ways in which Drake lives his life in his relationship with women, mm-hmm. right? Not just how he talks about them in his music, right? It's music. It's just art. It's interpretive. Right. It's just like looking at a painting in a museum. Right. Some would say. Some right? would say. I don't think that's true. Yeah. But that's so to say that most folks will say, I understand that, that, you know, Denzel had a training day, you know, role, but that's not who Denzel is. Yeah. He also was in Fences. Right. So this is perhaps performative art in yeah. his music. Which is really usually not what music insane. is. insane. Yeah. But we'll just say, we'll just give you that. Right. Drake's habit of dating multiple women that he confirms in interviews right, and also right. in his music. Right. Uh, his habit of identifying himself as a dog and rolling around in it. Right. The If it were true that even a third of the women that he says that he has been with, were, if that were true, think about the laundry list of women that he has been with and discarded, bro. Yeah. Would this be the kind of guy that you would want to be around, dear wife? Would this be the kind of man that you would want your husband to be friends with? Mm. Uh, if you are a man of character, integrity to any degree, would this be the kind of dude that you want in your clique? Right. The man that uses women, uh, uh, like, there th- th- seems to be no boundaries of right. who he will get with. I don't right, care right. if there was some relationship that... Uh, is is now being violated right. because it, a, a friend of yours was involved with her. Doesn't matter. I am a dog and I lean into it and I'll be a dog for the rest of my life. Yeah. Is this the kind of person that you will want to be around? Well, if they are that kind of person, but they're rich, then we say, and well... They, and they can give you opportunity. They can give you opportunity. There's a, there's a step up for you. Yep. They're this kind of person and they are well-loved anyways. Right? Uh... If they're this kind of person, they're also considered handsome or attractive. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of women want to be with them. Mm-hmm. Well, a bunch of women wants to want to want to be with Drake. What's he supposed to do? Say no to them all? <laughs> okay. Wouldn't that be what you would do if you were him? Right. Okay. All of those things, bro, become like standard for us, but they are pointing to the fact that we are blinded by their status, bro. Yeah. The fact that they have, because if Drake was working at Home Depot doing all of these things, yeah, you would say you he's can a terrible be sexually man. sexually promiscuous. You can be a terrible man and terrible to scores of women and work at Home Depot. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yes. Yeah. It isn't like inherent to being 
rich uh, and they're famous. Being, they're having status. Sure. Right. I'm, they might give you an access to another level. Uh, level, we'll say class. Right. No, yeah. Know, in, a, in, a, in a classist sense. In a classist sense, uh, yeah. Maybe there'd be a group of women that perhaps, would, perhaps wouldn't look to yeah. somebody who worked at Home Depot. They're right. only looking for athletes and, and, and entertainers. Right. But it's the same thing. That they, 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 it really doesn't matter, kid. Yeah, it's the same game. You have some folks that have money that they can afford to spend all their days and nights working on their look. There are some women right. whose job, as far as they can discern, is to look attractive to men. Yeah. So perhaps that group of women, maybe he is swimming there, uh-huh. but it's the same reality. They're just human beings, bro. Right, right. The exploitation of human beings consistently in interpersonal relationships between men and women is a universal experience. Right. He does it in our faces, talks about it in interviews, and writes songs about it for decades. Well, not for decades, for a decade long. Right, right. But that's still the man, though, bro. Yeah. That we would love to have at the at the at the cookout. We would yeah. love to have him at the crib. We would love to hang out, see him at a meet and greet, yeah. ask him questions. Probably not about that. Right. We want to talk about his musical abilities. I'll give you that. But there's no stain on how you perceive him because he is protected by his celebrity, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody tweeted about this uh, a while ago about, wow, they were like, man, it's crazy how Drake has made a whole career off of exploiting women. Yeah. Song after song, bro. Right, right. If you were to take the same record, but the guy works at Home Depot, he can't sing, it's not being produced, he's just saying what he did. Right. You would look down on this man and discuss. Mm-hmm. But there is no kind of, I, I said in, my, in, in Dangerous Jesus that there is no sin that success can't atone for. Yeah. I think you can say the same thing about status. Ooh. There is no bad character trait that status cannot make up for, bro. And then that shows up in churches as well. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. It does show up in churches. And I think that that's what we see. And you see that it's so funny <clears throat> that we see the children of Israel basically telling God as their leader, we don't want you to lead, any, lead us anymore. Yes. We want to have a human leader like the other nations. Yes. The other nations, they they walking at night by 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 a, a lamp and some oil. We don't want to walk by, by night by fire Shekinah anymore. Shekinah glory. Why? Why, why, why? why do we need that? Um, and, 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 and there is a, there is a type of discontentment that the human heart has that you can have everything and still not be content. I mean, they had the living God as their leader walking with them day and night and still said, Hey, we want to, we want a leader like the other nations and he needs to be tall, handsome, strong jawline, needs to be able to fight. Yes. All of that. And, and Saul ended up being a nightmare for the children Absolutely. of Israel, right? Yes. Um, in the long run. Disaster. A disaster. And, right. and, 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 then, and then, I mean, you, you got disasters after that too. I sure. mean, and then you had the book of Judges where children of Israel politically were in such a slump. Yeah. And, and, and as far as their character, God had to raise up a judge to save them. And it was right. just like a cyclical, yeah. you know, uh, uh, thing a of Israel. A failure loop. A failure loop. Yeah. yeah. Of deliverance, failure, deliverance, failure, deliverance, failure. Right. And so... um. But I think it's it's it, it. We see that again, like you also said in the person of Jesus, that when you have the religious establishment looking at Jesus, they're like, "You don't look like a that's right our savior." Right, 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 right. Bro, yes. you your mom work at the Piggly Wiggly down the street. Yes, we know yes. her. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Mary? You're from Mary from around the you way. Mean Mary that be selling me the food stamps. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and but I I I think that that's uh, bro. I think. 
we are Israel, right? I mean, we, we are. We that's are. What I'm in, that's, that's, that's the point. In that, yeah, we have the same. We do the same thing. The same predilections. I think when we're gathering for ourselves, leaders, and I never forget that Paul points out in his in the in the passage uh, where he's talking about uh, itching ears. Yeah. Uh, these false teachers yeah. are gathered. By the followers, yep. not, not the, the other, other way, way around. around. Yep, it wasn't like the false teacher. Then, then, uh, though the false teacher will certainly be held to stricter judgment right. and be held responsible. Right, but you're not clear. You're not cleared because it wasn't you on stage saying the stuff that was wrong, right. or or behind Kurt closed doors doing the things that were wrong. Right, you're not cleared. There is no false teacher without false. Followers, mm. in Paul's estimation, you gather for yourself the people that tell you the things that you want to hear. That's not everybody's story. Right. Some people are like how Jesus talks about those uh, causing the little ones to stumble. Yeah, legitimately deceived. They are legitimately deceived, legitimately being uh, taken advantage of. Yep. But more than not, this is why this conversation is important, King. What allows charlatans, boy, and freaking snake oil salesmen that are disguised as preachers, bro, what allows them to thrive is our longing to be lied to, bro. Right. Sometimes we would prefer to be lied to than to actually have to do the very inconvenient work of measuring a leader next to Jesus's commands um indicatives, principles about what you want in a truly godly leader. Right. Like the Beatitudes, for example. Right, right, right. Is this leader a peacemaker? Mm -hmm. Are they known for being the kind of people that can dampen or put out fires? Or do they have a history of creating them, keeping them going, right? right? Those are not the kind of questions that we ask. I, in the, in the, 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 the interview... <laughs> Or, or even if I'm considering, who is it that I'm going to map? My goodness, I'm going to map my Christian walk after the teaching of fill-in-the-blank pastor, leader, or whatever. Right. I am only basing it off of how well that person can approximate the performative aspects of leadership, mm. which is a very, very non-spiritual thing. Right. Because performative... Leadership, folks that can speak well, folks that are that can you that know are charismatic, charismatic that are that never never uh, aloof or lost in small talk, and they right, right. are good at moving at like a metropolitan from right. this place to that place, that audience, this group, this uh, you know I'm in front of corporate America, then I'm down in the prison, and then I'm over here at the hospital, then I'm and I'm at home everywhere I go. That's a skill, right? That is not. Leadership. Inherent yeah. to the Spirit's work in your life right. and or true leadership. Yeah. Because true leadership actually is a lot less exciting. It's a lot more boring. Yeah. It's 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 same a, thing, same reason we like conspiracy, man. Yeah, that's right. It's much more entertaining. That. It's way more entertaining. The truth is way is way it's just much more boring and plain. For sure. And sometimes that's how leadership is. Yeah, for sure. So your leader your leader has to be charismatic. Yes. Your leader has to be, you know. 
the 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 tough guy. Sure. You know, your leader right, right. has to be like, I call the dots, I call the spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. There's times for that. Yeah, Leadership yeah, for does sure. require that. Yeah, yeah. But that is not like a perpetual characteristic that you must have as a leader. You also have to be able to be gentle. Yes. And, yes. and humble And understanding and, uh, and empathetic Yes, yes, yes You know what I'm saying? And, si- and sympathetic Right, 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 right um, And kind Agreed, agreed And I think that it's a It's an unfortunate Kind of um, Yeah, it's an unfortunate um, Behavior for us mm-hmm. uh, That You know I can't Live my life testing if everything that somebody tell, tells me is true. Right. I would literally be fact check, checking all yes. the days of my life. If I we we, we talk about um, and uh, there's a a theory called truth default theory, which is that the idea that humans humans largely believe that people are not lying to them. Right. So like we live in a society that's really contingent upon that. Yeah. If I go to Starbucks and you tell me how much this costs, I'm not taking out my calculator. Most of us right. aren't taking out our calculator to say if these egg white bites match this this uh, this caramel, yep. whatever. Uh, I trust that your register was right. right. I hand you the money and then you give me back my change. Yep. Or even with debit cards, even, even oh, more even trusted. More. You're just swiping a card. I don't even know how much you swiped it for yeah. until I've seen my bank account. You're probably not going on after every every purchase, making sure they See, swipe man, the right amount. They said $3.43. This is 45 You know what I'm saying? So I think in, in we have to be able to trust each other to some degree right. or we won't get anything done as a, soci- yes. as a society. Yeah, we have to trust each other to function. But in truth default theory, what you find out is that those societies can function to some degree by, hey, I got to give, I can't fact check everything you say. I, I right. generally got to think that you're telling me the truth. Right. Uh, when, you get in your own, when, you get on the, when you get on the highway, you generally believe that everyone around you has a license and, and they're not drunk. True. G- generally. If we didn't do that, you would be driving in panic all the time. Yeah. Or not driving at all. You would not drive. You would stay home. Yeah. That's right. You would yeah. be crippled by fear. Right. The, the cripple, you'd be crippled by what could be. Right. Uh, but in truth default theory, you also learn that bad actors get to navigate for years, typically unbothered because they get to skate on the, 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 the disposition of most human beings. Which is, is the that trust. there's no way that you're going to be who it seems like you are. Right, right. Yeah. yeah it's almost like the Scamander podcast. It is. When we hear, like, I, I know y'all probably haven't heard of it. Uh, some of you may have when she was basically scamming all of these. This is a lady named Amanda who was feigning the fact that she had cancer and was scamming everybody. And one of the biggest people that she was scamming was her, scamming was her church. Was her church. And they all would see things that objectively did not line up with reality right. as far as someone who was sick with cancer. Yes. But the reason that they didn't believe that the reason that they kind of suspended in their own mind is that they were like, there's no way that she would do something she, like that. That's not possible. She got up there's here no with way. her She whole said she family. was going to be dead. She said she's going to die in a week. Yep. And she's still alive. That must be a miracle. Yes. It cannot be that she's lying. That she's lying to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so bad actors take advantage of our trust. Absolutely. Which means that they can perpetually continue to harm yep. and enrich themselves by taking advantage of other people's Absolutely. trust. Absolutely. Because they know that our default is usually to trust people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and the church is, in a lot of ways, a 
It's a hot spot for that, King. Oh, I mean, it I, is. I, I, I think I've mentioned on the show before about uh, when I was in college, um, I learned about this story of this uh, this man that was on death row. He had preyed on uh, more children than he could probably remember in, he, in, in terms of uh, sexual assault. And uh, he was interviewed on death row. Yeah. And they, uh, they asked him, you know, all kind of questions about his psyche and, and how he got to where he was. One of the things he brought up was how he, one of his favorite feeding grounds, for lack of better words, um, was churches. Because of how forgiving and trusting they were. Wow. Even if they caught him in something compromising, they still were going, they, they still were more, they were more prone to lean away from what it looked like and believe something else. Right. It was believing the best at all costs. Right. Right? Mm. I mean, you're weighing the fact that there are children in the mix. Right. But that can't be. And he wouldn't just look us in our face. I have been, I'm, I'm thinking especially younger in my walk, sitting with, 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 certain, with, with, with a brother who's weeping his eyes out. Weeping his eyes out. Saying all of the... You know the right things you say when you're repenting like a Puritan. It's just me. This is no one else's fault. This is on me and my lack of fear of God. Oh God, would you make me yeah. everything? You're like, oh my gosh, this is Jesus right. at work in this person. Right. And the dude we find out later was lying through his teeth. All of it was an act. See, it was so good at faking. That I think he deceived himself. Right. I think he walked out of that mug like, man, that felt, that came from a real place. Yeah. But it's just method acting. Method acting does come from a real place. It does come from a real place. Yeah. You have to channel real emotions, yeah. real feelings, real desires. Mm. If I real imagination, if I were to be repentant, right, right, right. I would sound like this according yeah, yeah, yeah. to the scripture. I would feel like this. And I would I'll react own like it. this. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. It's method acting. But I think. What we have to sort of develop to get a muscle for is asking the kinds of questions that reveal what is underneath the surface and then holding people accountable to be who they must be if they're going to hold these positions of leadership and authority over us without exception, no matter who you are. Right. To, to kind of circle it back to how we, we started this conversation uh, a pastor friend of mine was working with another pastor and he was talking about how he noticed extreme uh, defensiveness in ways that would have been an obvious red flag if it was his uncle. Mm -hmm. If Uncle Jeremy... Right. Uh, every time we had conversations about benign things, and it might be cool if this year we all went to Disney World... He got defensive yeah. and upset. Uh, if every time we brought minor correct, hey, when, when you get to the crib, can you take your shoes off because we just got the carpet clean? Right. And it's a big fuss and he's blowing up the group chat. You know what I'm saying? Starting a new group chat. See, this is that. This, see, just small, but he's just, he can't take any kind yeah. of difference. We would say, Uncle. Jeremy. Jeremy has a problem. Right. We would. Right. If whenever we all came together, 
He also talked about issues of ego and narcissism. If every time we came together, Uncle Jeremy had to do all the talking. Mm-hmm. No one can get a word in. Right. Je- Uncle Jeremy has to be the one who has the first, middle, and last word in all of our exchanges. We would say, that's not okay. Yeah. He talked about how um, uh, this particular pastor that that he, he was working with would oftentimes, in his sermons, talk about him. So... Some conflict they had over over tea, the the, the morning of, yeah, would show up in this pastor's Ooh, sermon. That's not good, right? Yeah, he said, you, some people out there think that we should be doing X, Y, and Z, but they, if they listen to God, they really knew God. If they really were in His presence, like I am, if Uncle Jeremy did something like that, right? Yeah. So instead of okay talking to you about some challenge right, he has while right. y'all are praying over he's the Thanksgiving meal. He's you. saying, God, I just hope you can help us with our spending habits, the ways in which we think that we can just, you know, buy whatever we want, a new car every year. <laughs> That's vanity, Lord. Help us to see, Lord. And, and Father, would you, would you speak to the wives for a second, Lord? Lord, would you talk to them about the ways that they keep dyeing their hair? Let that gray hair come in. Who are they trying to look good for? Some dude at that new gym that they just joined? Why are you at the gym anyways? The body passes away. Lord, please, by your grace, open up the eyes of, 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 of those among us who are young and not doing good in school, not listening to their mama, thinking that they're big and bad, like I would knock their teeth out of their mouth if they were to step to me that way. Could never be me. If I was his daddy, I would put him in his place. Lord, would you do something with that little boy's heart? Show him about the, how obedience is better than sacrifice. Name your son, we pray. Amen. Just using God as a vehicle yes. to, 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 to stake your grievances with everyone else yes. and as a vehicle for your own self-righteousness. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's not good. Anytime we're using God as a means to state our grievances with somebody else or a vehicle for our own self-righteousness, it's never a good thing. That's the definition of spiritual abuse. Yeah, that, 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 that. That's what that's called. Yes. <laughs> that's called spiritual abuse, bro. Uh, yes. Yeah, bro. That's what that is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and we've seen it. We've seen that in churches. I mean, all of the stuff that we've seen, you know, come out about the churches, especially stuff that was happening to SBC. Yes, yes. It's 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 been it's there. It's there. And I, I would say it's probably a good practice for us brothers and sisters. What do we do? Yes. Is that if somebody is cloaked in celebrity or power, ask yourself if a if my, and we're just going to use Uncle Jeremy. Right. If the average person that I know, just some random family member of mine, doesn't matter how you feel about them, good or bad. If an average person with no power, status, or prestige was doing these things, right. would we rock with them still? Mm-hmm. Would they still be invited over? Right. Will we still be defending them? Right. Will we be going to bat for them? Right. Take any, any celebrity you can think of. Right, right, right. Take any of them. If they were not well-loved, because we love people that are well-loved. Yeah, that's true. In business, one of the things that we talk about in marketing is that you often want to show things as successful. Yeah. You'll put that in the... Man, these things sold out in 24 hours last time we put them out. Right, right, right. We can't keep these on the shelf. All of that is selling success. We are drawn to the things that work because it feels like if a bunch of people are enjoying this, then I am missing out if I'm not also enjoying this. Right. Or I can put confidence that it actually works. It is the testimony of of the many should give me confidence in my position. Right. We do that in life. We do that with products. We do that with celebrities Mm. because a lot of people like what they do. 
Yeah. And we don't think, man, I just the I, I read this comment the other day. Somebody hopped on somebody's post and went in the comments. There were there were somebody was giving some take in in marriage about uh getting along. Right. You know, hi, this is this is some a tool that I use to get along with my spouse. Somebody went in the comment section was like, as a therapist, I don't agree with this. I think this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. Somebody responded to that, and then they followed that up and said, Well, I'm actually a therapist for prisoners. Uh-huh. Family. God bless you. So glad you're right. doing that. Family therapy. Yeah. Mar- First of all, family therapy is a very big... Is a That's very, also big in and of itself. A family th- family therapy, what I do is I work with, 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 with children and, and parents. That's, that's, what I, that's my specialty. That's very different from working with married couples. Right. Our therapist doesn't even do married, married right. counseling. Right. Even though she, she is, has, has some training in it, that's not her specialty. Yep. If you're talking about like sex addi- addiction, that's yep. a whole different discipline. Absolutely. There's a whole world. You aren't just somehow qualified to speak on anything because you're a counselor because you are a counselor but again truth default there uh truth deep default theory it argues that we would prefer right to simply hear you call yourself a therapist and think you can do therapy on everybody right my my sister-in-law is a nurse that must mean she's a doctor right anything that i have going on i'm going to ask her and i i literally feel like that now yeah 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 dami my foot isn't. My, my foot. It feels like it's, it's about to fall off. Out the back of I my need ankle. you to speak to all of the conditions around foots. Right, right. Help me with my foot. I'm not a podiatrist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yeah. That's just who we are, and I think that we're gonna get into what do we do. But I just want to overstate, though. This is why it's been so important for I mean and I to resist that easy answer. Yes. Uh, Natural reaction, reflex. Yeah, that's why we always say no easy answers. No is a easy answers of, our, of ours. Sometimes searching for the truth is hard work. That's right. That's and right. It, and and it's and it's done that way for a reason. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Because typically anything worth, especially if you are anything worth having, especially for life, bro, like stuff that you are betting the house on, bro. Right. Do the work. Right. And I can't think about our spiritual, our spiritual well-being. Uh, who is leading uh, the organizations that we have? Uh, who is putting together the the sort of triage for our medical treatment? Mm-hmm. All of that is monumental. So if anywhere, if there's any place that we need to ask the tougher questions and then respect the answers, mm-hmm. right? Because that's one of the things that we saw with MJ. Yeah. Because with MJ, because his music is perhaps some of the greatest music that's ever been made by any human being ever. Right. Okay? It's very difficult to work past all of that. The same ways in which R. Kelly was dropping hit after hit after hit as there was a video circulating on the streets of him committing heinous crimes. Yeah. And okay? as folks knew that he was married to Aaliyah when she was young. Yes. And, and folks said, huh, that's odd. Put on that R. Kelly. Uh, I and believe just, yeah. I can fly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Boondocks has this powerful, uh, powerful scene, of, scene yep. of R. Kelly in a courtroom. And as all of this incriminating evidence is stacked up against him, he takes the stand and starts singing. And everybody And forgot. all of a sudden, even the judge is going, the judge is doing karaoke with R. Kelly yep. in his courtroom. Yep. Now I'm honored to have you here, R. Kelly. You 
convicted predator, excuse me, you obvious predator right. who sings very well. Right. There is no sin that success, talent, and ability cannot cover for, bro. And we are not exempt of that in our communities, obviously in our organizations, right. even in our friendship groups, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. The Bible, in the New Testament, Paul regularly, okay, probably four or five times. It wasn't like a, a, a one-off. Right. Says that there is a place where you should avoid a person. You, should, you, you can get to a place right. where you say, we can't continue to be in relationship anymore. Exactly. Jesus talks about wiping the dust off your shoes, going, going on about your business, uh, not casting pearls among swine. If you are with a group of individuals that don't want it, don't stay right. for too long. Right. Move on. Right. Paul says, avoid dividers. Yes. I think that there's also, uh, for, for believers, a discernment around who it is that is being protected by nostalgia. Like yeah. we've been, I've just known you for so long. Mm -hmm. And also, God has called us to a community of faith. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But man, it, it could be a, 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 a sister or a brother. We'll start with a sister who is constantly reinforcing things that make you love your husband less. Right. Or it could be a husband who has a brother that is constantly saying things that make you draw back from your family. Right, right, right. But they're at church every Sunday. Yep. Or that is feeding you uh, things that really stroke the ego and boost the pride, mm -hmm. but never tells you you need to repent of some stuff or right. humble yourself. Right, right, right. There are people that are protected by our nostalgia, our just, I'm drawing them, it's easy to talk to them. Uh, I feel good when I'm around them, yeah. but they are absolutely wreaking havoc in our lives. And the Bible would say you need to confront. Give chance for repentance, and if not, step back. Right. 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 But we, th th this phenomenon is in all of our relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that could be the status of the person, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cool. They have a good status amongst our community. Yeah, group. everyone likes they, them. Everyone likes them. Yeah, they look yeah. cool. They're a deacon. They're, yeah. they're a pastor. They're yeah. an elder. They're a leader yeah. at the church. They're a rapper, a Christian rapper. Yes, yep, yep. They're, they're, they're a Christian singer, gospel. They're the worship pastor. Absolutely. They're on the worship team. Whatever it may be, all of that can play into that, that stuff that can blind you yeah. to me or, or to us objectively seeing yes. the harm here. Yes. And then being able to excuse it. If you want to think about that which muddies the waters of how you see a person, status has to be the biggest culprit. Has to be. If you have status for irrational reasons, I was with a brother the other day, a high status brother. Uh -huh. Okay, like the man has accomplished but phenomenal a, things. a lot. You yeah. know in the back of your mind that this man has more money than you will ever see. Right. We're having a conversation, and even I felt this this kind of uh, this pull to see him as something more than a human being. Mm. But as someone who is at least sprinkled with some deity. So, right, right. How could you be this talented and this gifted? You know the answer to that. God. <laughs> That's Exa how. Exactly. That's right. Hard work. Right. 
it's actually not mysterious at all. Right, right. It's true. God gives people, they work hard, and then they can do certain things very, very well. Right. It's a very simple formula right. that becomes unimpressive when they're dead because right. someone just replaces them. But when you're around them, you feel like you're in the presence of, even when we say that, I was in the presence of right. greatness. Oh, blah, blah. Yep. I was around Andre Ward. I've yep. told this story about the first time I met Andre Ward, my favorite boxer of all time. Yeah. And how I, I didn't know how to be normal. I couldn't yeah. sit right in my seat. I was asking dumb questions. I couldn't put sentences together. I forgot what my name was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, how did you get here? I said, how did I get here? <laughs> I think I took a, I took a plane. It was, it was a plane. I flew here. I got flewed out. You know what I'm saying? I flew it out. So I, 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 it's, but I think the line between giving honor where honor is due and respecting is very close to idealizing yeah, 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 yeah. and deifying. It's a thin line right. that we are accustomed to crossing, bro. Right, right, right. Because of the 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 nature of the world we live in, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think in in some respects, you know, historically, actors and entertainers were like. Uh, they were like the minimum wage jobs. The right. people, the jobs that people did when, when they, they, could, yeah. they they really couldn't, couldn't do they had else. no other skills. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So I guess I can go act. Right. Uh, but obviously there's been a shift in that. Uh, this is just sort of the stage of the empire. Right. We now have time to think about enjoyment and we're really, really committed to enjoying life. Yes. So we are going to award people that help us to do that right. well. Right, right, right. But don't forget that that shift to celebrity culture also has some downfalls in it. They begin to rewire our brains right. to not see the world as we ought. Right, right. We don't see the world as we ought. We don't see image bearers. It's not just the race issue where we got to talk about the image of God. Yeah. It's on Status athletes. Yeah. It's on celebrities, influencers, gifted people. Right. People like uh, uh, who we would consider beautiful. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or folks with resources. Right. All of that still needs to be bathed in, but they are image of God. In, they are in the image of God and anything that is in, you know, anything that makes us want to respond like how humans respond when angels show up. Mm -hmm. Anything that makes us want to do that, realize that that is borrowed glory. Right. It is all that which they are projecting from somewhere else. They are moons in this world that reflect the light, a light source that comes from somewhere else. Somewhere else far away too. Yeah. Okay? God is, it isn't that you have more God on you because you have more talent than me. Right. Or more access than me. Right. They're, they're, you're not, godliness isn't measured by success or ability or resource. Right. It's by the non-sexy regular, mundane, but profoundly important traits that go along with a character that God would bless. And I think we should talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Again, I think it's a good practice mm -hmm. to simply ask yourself, if somebody without status, a talent in some other area, or resources was doing these things and saying these things, right. how would I feel about it? That is a good test right. that you can run on whether or not you are being gaslit or enchanted by your predilection to idolatry over grandeur. Right. Um, I see grandeur. I see giftedness. I see resource. I see people being well-liked and appreciated. Is that coloring how I am viewing them or the decisions that I make to follow them? So yeah. there it is. I mean... Or even how you feel about how you're being treated by them. Yeah, for sure. So that's another thing. It's just not just the... 
they that have this this, this status so that I'm 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 pledging my my loyalty to them and I'm being a fan of them because of the status but it's also what you say to yourself when you get mistreated by them Yes, is that you will allow yourself to get mistreated by people that have status more than if the person didn't have status you know what I'm saying so yeah Drake could you know I don't know say something mad disrespectful to you if you're a woman and then tell you to get out of his house Yes, and you may find that offensive but he can then he can then you know oh man you know spit some game to you and say that he wants you back later on and you go back to him. But if it was Marcus at at Walmart that did it, <laughs> Marcus would have been kicked to the curb and you would never saw him yes, again. Yes, you know would have wrote a review on now, online. I, right now I know that that's star. I know that that's not like necessarily always the case. But what I am saying is that there are exceptions and excuses that we make for mistreatment that we get from people of status yes. that we would not make for anybody else. Yes. And so, and and I think you saw that in our last presidential camp, uh, our last presidency yes. with all of the folks that got kicked out of the cabinet that talked about how they were treated and then they went on this big treatise about how terrible this person was. Sure. But they weren't saying that when they were inside. None of it. Why? Because you will endure the mistreatment or endure the incompetence or endure the very real character flaws that you see because of their status. Ooh, come Especially on, man. if their status will give you something. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know that this president, we have to take certain things off of his desk so he doesn't he doesn't send us into World War III. But I could be vice president soon. Yes, one day. I could be the duh. That's right. Right? And so, but if that was a And a lot of people like this guy. And a lot of and people I like can't him. be see, seen as a rhino. As, right. I can't yeah. be seen as a person that's soft. Yes. And, and, and that's working with the other side. Yeah, yeah. So I have to like him too. And so the status wow. then, you can actually start debasing yourself. Yes. Based on the status of another person. Bro, I, I think we also see that in marriage too, bro. Mm. So I think in marriages sometimes, especially... With angry husbands, at least been that's been most of my experience has been with angry husbands. Uh -huh. Is that what you'll find is that you you can begin to feel like your spouse is a safe place for you to abuse. Ooh. You feel like I can use my family as punching bags because punching bags don't punch back. Mm -hmm. We all say we all always say that in the gym. Yep. You have some dude come to the boxing gym that looks amazing on, heavy on bag. the bag. So he start having punches throwing at him. But punching bags don't punch back. Put him in the ring. Yeah. Then let's see what he does. Right. What we will often see in marriages is that you will talk to your wife and your children a way you would never talk to your boss. And here's the thing, Mainzy. Your boss can be far more disrespectful than anything Absolutely. that your wife or your children have done. It's not like you don't know what it is to be offended by your boss. Right. Your boss can be one of the most... I had a homie one time and said that his boss used to curse him out all the time. Constantly in front of other people. Fam. But it never would cross your mind to stand up and say, you know what? No. <laughs> you are not going to talk, talk to me about that way or talk to me that way or... To then begin to get real petty and disrespectful and angry and punch a wall. I've been to a lot of workplaces with bad bosses, bro. I ain't seen no holes in the wall. That's so ain't true. nobody punched no. The drywall is fine in the workplace. But it's not fine in your but crib. But it's not fine in your house. Because you feel a safety to act in a way that you would never act anywhere else with those you say you love the most. And it's largely because of the consequence. Everybody with young kids knows, Okay. You pick your children up from school, bro. They get in the car, especially my little baby girl, bro. Uh -huh, okay? Uh -huh. She gets into the car 
after a long day of trying to be on her best behavior for these teachers, and she lets her hair down, bro. She can't listen. She can't. She can't. Uh, she, she becomes real mean. She right. becomes real inflexible. Right. She she uh she 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 talks. She starts talking back. Starts screaming and uh, crying a whole lot more than usual. And all my kids did this. My 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 uh, daughters just perfected it. Okay. Uh-huh. And to the point where I had to go do some research. What is it? She wasn't acting like this this morning, and she also doesn't act like this in school. On, 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 in school or on the weekends. What is it? And they talk about how children, when they go to school, they are on their absolute best behavior because they are surrounded by consequences. There's social consequences. There's authoritarian. There's authority consequences. I realize, you know, that I got to carry myself in a way that's consistent with how we're supposed to act in these spaces. If I don't, I could be, I can get a bad grade. I could be put out of the classroom, so on and so forth. Right. So they give it their all to keep it held together while they are at school, largely. So when they get in the car. They are exhausted, and all they want to do is whatever they want to do. And right. sometimes, because of our children are sinners as well, I know some folks like to hear that. They are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how you can disagree with that, even if you don't believe in the Bible. Right. If I define what a sinner is, and I say, do you think children act like that? If you have children, you have to say, I am an atheist, but absolutely yes. <laughs> right. They were right about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, but what we find, though, more than not, bro, is that they will let their hair down and let their desires run wild. And those desires are mingled with things that are actually contrary to good, uh, you know, behavior anywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but that's what happens, though. We do that with each other, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's because of the status of this marriage, I get to actually act in a way that I would be embarrassed if this was videotaped and uploaded to YouTube. I used to tell my young dudes when we were, I was young too, mm-hmm. but I used to, when we did discipleship, I used to tell them that all the time. If you're going to carry yourself in a way that is integral in your household, we all dropped the ball, bro. Right. We all, I have dropped the ball more times than I can count. Mm-hmm. But you want to be thinking, would I be embarrassed if my pastor was here listening to this conversation? Right. Would I be embarrassed? Right. The church members, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We're observing the way that the, 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 vo- the voice I'm using, the, the analogies the that I'm using, the, center, yeah. the stories, all of that. Would I be embarrassed? If you feel embarrassment by the presence of other sinners, right. then be convicted by the presence of a holy God. Right. Okay? Be convicted by that. Because... If you are, it will restrain what you want to do, bro. Right, right. Where you're, where the, 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 well, I'll say where the evil in your heart wants to take you. Right, you feel right, me? right, right. But status, bro, it's a multifaceted reality that muddies the water of obje- muddies the waters of objectivity consistency consistently in our lives. So some of those things that we, that we mentioned were test, mm-hmm. run some tests on it. Right. The other thing too, I cannot, I cannot. My, I cannot stress enough. Maya Angelou said it, but I'm just going to repeat it. Somebody shows you who they are. Believe him. Believe it. Believe them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that that is very difficult. Yeah. Because we find that to be incompatible with grace. Right. I, I, I can't believe this is who you are and also love you. Right. And give you grace. I want to argue that those two, those two things are not opposed to one another. Mm. Somebody shows you who they are. You can still love them, still give grace to them, but you got to think through 
the ways in which you can protect them and also protect yourself and those that their bad behavior can affect right. and, or, you know, injure. Damage, yeah. This is, at the end of the day, you have a greater responsibility to love your neighbor by making sure that there aren't individuals that run wild without being checked because you want to be gracious. Yep. It's, I'm, I'm listening to a documentary right now about a scandal at Columbia University where a doctor, OBGYN, went on for 20 years abusing patient after patient after patient after patient. And many of those women would not come forward because they knew what it meant. Right. First of all, you're going against Columbia University. Yeah, going you don't against have the resources like yeah. that. In addition to that, women often aren't believed. Yep. Well, what were you wearing? What did you say? Were you flirting with him? So I then also, you also, it's, it's difficult to, to hold a a a uh, a uh, it's difficult to hold an abuser accountable as a woman because that also becomes the identity of who you are. Yep. We begin to know you as the woman that went against him. Yep. That's yep. who you are now. Yep. yep. So I understand that there's some some complexities to it, but I I also know that the reason why men like that are able to go forward is because other men don't confront them. Right. They cover for them. Right. We have to be people. There is no reconciliation without Repent. confrontation. Yeah. yeah. So the grace that you are trying to give to this person that you're not confronting is not a true grace. Yeah, because true yeah. grace is dependent upon truth. Truth needs confrontation. Yeah. Lovingly, gently, patiently, right? But it is necessary. Right. And that's, I would say, in confrontation. You often are able to reveal everything you need to know about where you should stand with the person as well. Mm -hmm. Because how they react to it, maybe mm. not immediately, but over time. Right. Maybe immediately it was defensiveness and they got to think about it and pray about it and they came back with something else. Right. But it is a clarifier. It is that like, it's it's like, it, it makes the situation HD. Right. Confrontation is a tool. Right. That allows you to discern what you're actually dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that's important to getting past the fog of status. That's where I'm going to start. A again, this is the simple things that Jesus talked about in, uh, that the scripture talks about, Jesus reaffirms in our interpersonal relationships. Absolutely. But we have to do that simple, tedious, but hard work, which often takes a little bit of heavy lifting. True. You know what I'm saying? True. That was good, bro. Um, because status is such a big part of our culture. Yeah. Especially now in the age of social media and social influencers. Um, status is very much so become a part of something that we are rubbing up against in our everyday life. Yes. Um, and because of that, we need to have proper tools to be able to navigate a world uh, that is invested in status um, in a way that would keep us protected and in a way that would um, protect others. And so... We will talk about this again. Absolutely. <laughs> My name is KB. This is a me in a dream. Southside Rabbi, baby. We'll catch y'all later.
another thing that actually made me really considerate is what KB <laughs> said to me that Pastor Tone said to him. He said, a lot of the times our like view of them as a celebrity in that context clouds our judgment. He said, if you just think about if Michael Jackson was your uncle and he was doing the stuff that he was doing. As like, a celebrity or not a celebrity? Just like, a person. Like just a regular person. Your uncle works at Home Depot. And your uncle has a lot of money. Let's say your uncle owns a business, like mad businesses. He has millions of dollars. And he says, I'm going to build a home around children. Yes. And, and, it's and, he's, gonna, and, I, and he's single. Cater to, he's single. It's going to cater to children. You see that when your uncle's around adults, he's awkward. But when he's around children, he lights up. Yep. Like He travels would, in private jets with yeah. kids that he met at work. Yeah. You would say Uncle Rob has a problem. Yes. And, 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 and we all as a family should probably get together and talk about what Uncle Rob has been doing. Yes. But, but, be, but it's because we see it as Michael Jackson and we know his story about what happened right. in his childhood yep. that we yep. don't look at it as objectively as we should. Right, but when right. Tone said that, I said, yeah, bro, because if that was my uncle, Because even, even if my uncle was like, man, I started as, I, was, I used to be a star when I was eight years old right. and I was singing on national TV. I never really had a childhood. So now I'm kind of living it and now that, yeah, in my 30s. I would say, uncle, we would you still need to go say, to you're still sick. Yeah, uncle. yeah, well, you, this is, this is yes. a problem. 